Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs, joined by my co-host, Chen. We're here. One of the most exciting weeks of the year, in my opinion. This is this is the marquee week to sit down and talk about football because anything is possible, as, as the great Kevin Garnett once said. But before we dive into any wild card scenarios, week 17 recap, anything like that, Chen, how are you doing today, man? Hey, man, I got to shout out that amazing KG quote. A1 <laughs> right there. Great Easter egg. But uh, in terms of how I'm doing, I mean, my new – my going into 2024 as a Packer fan was a Packers beatdown of Vikings. So uh, – While simultaneously <laughs> eliminating the Bears from playoff contention. Yeah. So when that's how my year starts, surrounded by my friends, just getting the laugh at the Vikings, uh, just whatever they try to throw out there. It's great. I'm doing well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. No, I <laughs> hope that it was great for you as well. Do, do we want to just go right into the game? Just the recap yeah, we can, we can. Packers-Vikings is on the is on the docket um, because of the wild card implications. So, yeah, let's start there. Take the floor. It's huge. Um, I, I definitely am going to throw it back to you once I'm done with my old ramble here. But Jaron Hall getting benched, uh, I mean, he was bad. But I also think Nick Mullins has been bad. I don't know why he got benched for Mullins instead of Dobbs. That was like my first like main. I remember watching the game live and, and I'm like, all right, you traded for a dude. And I understand he had a terrible outing against the Raiders or whatever game he threw four picks, but he's like to to not if you're gonna make that call. I don't think I would went back to Nick Mullins. I don't think he provides something for you that's going to get you back into the game. Josh Dobbs has shown he can do that. So that was like the first big blunder by Kevin O'Connell for the Knights. But from the Packers just side of things, uh, Jordan Love is dealing like on a ridiculous note. I believe from week 11 going forward, so that's past six games going seven, he's tied with first in the NFL. It's like 16 passing touchdowns. He's one interception to his name through that entire stretch, which is best in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I've been trying to hold back all season. Like, the Packers bias of, hey, we, I, I know we did it again. I, I, I've been trying to restrict it. I've been, like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, my like, that God. Is, I, and I will double down on buy, sell, hold if I need to. Maybe Chris Collinsworth was cooking, you know, with some of the clips he was showing him side by side, oh. with Marv and the allusions to Mahomes as always. But like it's, it, and again, part of it could be the bad quarterback play too. Like the Vikings could not get anything going all night. But Jordan Love is literally his first year starter with the youngest group, like theoretically, probably bottom five in terms of weapons, at least bottom 10 when you look at like a game to game basis, what you're walking into Watson is never even available. And then it's like Wicks has been hurt from time to time. It's just such an inconsistent group. And yet he's in the top 10, at least for quarterbacks right now. So I just, I know I might be jumping the gun, but uh, the Packers definitely did it again. I feel bad. Jake can't defend himself today a little bit. This feels kind of, I'm not trying to like punch down because I know the Vikings, their season is definitely dead. At least we have a breath of hope, 
Um, but my main takeaway from the Vikings, if they don't re-sign Kirk Cousins this season, like this offseason, they're done. But I don't think they bring in somebody that compliments them as well. It's It's been a nightmare the second half of the season. Um, well said. And I'm actually I'm actually going to go the other route, kind of based off the tail end of what you had to say about Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, we, we talked about this many times. You're around family on the holidays. You start to hear the, the, the we'll say, the less educated, uh, you know, all <laughs> unknower takes. And, and you just kind of, you, you'll hear it from a, you won't even be in the conversation, but the game will be on and you'll be kind of slowly watching, chatting it up with somebody you haven't seen in a while. And then somebody will say something across the room and you're just like, what? Catch a stray. What? <laughs> yeah. What? And, you know, it, th- that came up with Jordan Love uh, and Kirk Cousins specifically uh, on New Year's for me. We'll start mm-hmm. with Kirk Cousins. Um, look, somebody had the audacity to say that Kirk Cousins will never win uh, the Vikings a Super Bowl, which I guess isn't that much audacity. But yeah. – that take was then paired with, like, I don't think that they should re-sign him. They should just go a different direction. And I followed the – I interrupted and said, what different direction would you like them to go? Because they're not going to be able to draft a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Uh, and clearly anybody on their roster right now is a step back from Kirk Cousins. And they were like, well, I just don't think that he's worth all that money because he's not going to get the job done. And I just would like to say, like, publicly, I don't really care. Like, my philosophy when it comes to NFL quarterbacks has continued to evolve. But where I'm at right now is I really don't care about stigmas of not winning the big game. Because Peyton Manning at one point had that stigma. Like, so did Drew Brees. Um, And and actually, Aaron Rodgers currently has that stigma, which is bullcrap. But the theme around these quarterbacks that get this stigma – is that they're good enough to get their team consistently to the playoffs. And my response to that is, if you're in the playoffs consistently with a guy, anything can freaking happen. The Minnesota Vikings should know all about that, okay? They should know all about how anything can happen in a playoff game. Because it's, it's while they've been cursed and they've had the bad side of things, they've also got the Minneapolis miracle. Like, it, it's not been a horribly horrible bottom-tier franchise. They just have, they've been pretty relevant. They just haven't been able to get the job done. And so it just drives me nuts that Kirk Cousins still has this reputation. Like, I I, I understand last year they won 13 games. They were the statistical anomaly of close score games and whatnot. I understand it all. But if it's not blatantly obvious what he brings to the table for the Vikings now, I I don't know what else to say. Like, if you can't see the truth now, you're never going to see it, man. Like, it's just like, dude, the guy is good. He's top tier. And this should be everlasting proof and should have ended this conversation. We can have the debate all we want about, oh, is he going to win the big game? Sure. But he's worth every penny when the alternative is this, and there's no yeah. better choice for who are they going to get in free agency in the next, who are they going to draft? Who are they going it, to, it, it's just like, it's blatantly obvious. The Vikings have to re-sign Kirk Cousins and pay him whatever he wants, because I don't think an Achilles, unlike Rogers, I don't think an Achilles injury to Kirk is going to change his game that much. Rogers is at least a little more mobile, extends plays concerned. Cause he's a little older Kirk. I think he's going to come back and be the same guy. 
Like I, I really, it's I'm not. He's been in that Philip Rivers category, where, like Philip Rivers tore his ACL and he played. And yeah. I understand it's yeah. a playoff game, but with Kirk, like you could strap, like he doesn't need his legs, and I think that is especially in today's game where we have some more, more dynamic runners when you think of Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. But from the quarterback perspective, if you're able to just, like, you didn't have the scramble ability and still die. Like, he was on pace for a career year. I, I don't know his exact no, age. He was. But when we see at what Joe Flacco is doing at 38, I saw some prediction that it was made in the ESPN article where it was like a two-year deal for Kirk is going to be the big sign. He should go for another four or five years, in my opinion. Play till the, the, he is a guy who could play until 40 because I understand this is a major injury he's going to come back from. Like you said, it's not a huge deal to his game specifically, and he's always been durable. This is like the first year Kirk Cousins has gotten hurt to my knowledge. I think he's gotten concussions with the – Former uh, the commanders calling almost the football team, but uh, hey, man, no, I I agree. Like, if I'm the Vikings, and we can get more into this in the off season, but mm-hmm. it's re-sign Kirk probably two to four years, and in that two to four years, identify your prospect to succeed him. Um, I understand the Vikings have had some trouble drafting quarterbacks in the past. They've really never uh, mm-hmm. had that, so. Um, get on that as soon as possible and allow the mentorship to to happen. But but Kirk is your franchise guy. As for Jordan Love, man, I, I don't really need to run another victory lap. I've done it every week, man. Um, yeah. I'm not going to – what I won't do is get ahead. I hate the Chris Collinsworth stuff. I I I, I just – I, uh, it drives me nuts, man. Brett Favre to Mahomes to yeah, to, to Rogers to Love. It drives me nuts. Like the kid has started seventeen games or eighteen games because he started one the other year. Like it, oh, guys, yeah. let, let's pump the brakes. But what I will say is this, okay? Uh, anybody again? Anybody who says, "Oh, the Packers got a tough decision to make." Uh, this offseason, no, do they extend him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, immediately cut that person out of your life. Don't ever speak to them again. They're a ball unknower. Um, this guy, if the Packers had two more wins, is probably the MVP favorite over Lamar. Okay, let's just like let me just run something by you. Okay, in the NFL this year, there are four teams that do not have a pro bowler on that roster, three of them are the bottom three teams in the league. Okay, record The fourth is the playoff, likely playoff bound Green Bay Packers, led by first year mm. Jordan Love. Okay, it's that's ludicrous. Both sides of the ball, no Pro Bowlers, and they're in the playoffs. Okay, so let's just take a moment, chop it up to Jordan Love. Great, you know, wow, phenomenal feat right there. Chop it up to Matt Lafleur. Okay, very well deserved. Joe Barry, I'll give you one clap. Um, you know, none, none, none over here. You had one, none. you've had you had a good good game against a fourth string quarterback, so you know, you're still on he gets crickets and tomatoes over yeah, here. You're still on the hot seat, but um, all that to say, like the Packers need to extend Jordan Love four or five year deal, uh, probably somewhere north, somewhere around. If he comes in asking for 40 million, I'm giving to him and not asking a second because he probably is worth more. <laughs> Um, and, and we're just, you know, we're he's just, better than Daniel Jones. 
Like better this year, Jones. I'm confident he's better than Daniel Jones. Uh, you can make an argument he's the second best quarterback in the league this year. I would give Lamar the edge, but uh, you really check the stats. Yeah, we can you check can, the stats. You can, you can make an argument uh, he's doing more with less, but he's really not doing more. So that's why I'll give Lamar the argument because they've won X amount of more games. But look, the Packers, man, it's it's good to be back. I, yeah, I'll, I'll end on this. You know the you know you know the meme. Where it's like um, it'll say something and then you'll slide it and it's that like war dude with all the explosion behind him and he's got like that crooked face like that cartoon and he's got the big eyes right you know oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? yeah yeah so I saw one the other day and it was like oh the the Cowboys are gonna win the division this is exciting and then it slid over and it was that zoomed in on the background of the Packers as the seven seed playing the Cowboys. <laughs> card as the two seed and i was like and and then all of the comments were oh man i'm so scared it's the packers yeah and then the other half were like they're not the same they don't have aaron Rodgers yet and i was just like oh man it's great to be rent free in them boys heads bro um (laughs) but anyways all that to say i will now be seceding from jordan love victory laps uh, well, I'll say this. I will wait until he's extended, and then I will stop running the victory laps, and then the higher the expectations uh, will raise as the ceiling raises for this team as we have an offseason to build around. But another big another big NFC game this week, shocker, uh, speaking of the Cowboys, but the Eagles in the division have now lost again. They lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. They have kind of been on a big slump here, a little uh, slump, downward downward spiral is probably a better word. Um, but they are now not going to win the division, most likely. I, I don't know the scenario that gives them the division title, but it's looking like the Cowboys are going to win the division. Um, the Eagles play the Giants in a divisional game this week, but the Eagles have lost three of their four of their last five. Mm. And are sitting at 11-5, second in the NFC East. They've clinched a playoff spot. They're good to go there. But your concern on the panic button for Philly? I think my hand is, like, on it, but not pushing it yet. Um, the reason I'm not full panic, because as, as bad as this game is, and a lot of people are panicking on the Eagles right now, by the way. Like, if you haven't checked social media – uh, I mean, them dropping out and not getting, I mean, a home field game might be a really big deal. But, like, the, they played against the Cardinals with Jonathan Gannon as their head coach. That is, like, he was their defensive coordinator last year. So, in retrospect, this was not as bad of a – like, the Cardinals at face value are, like, 3-13, and 13, to my knowledge – they're not in playing Eagles, a three and 13 team. When you have the defense coordinator who went against in practice, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, the entire team every day. So I, I think there needs to be more into that in why people think it's such a shocking loss. And that somebody said it was like the most embarrassing Eagles loss in like their history or something. And that is just ridiculous. Like, yes, it, it's bad, but it's a regular season out. Um, four out of the last five is why I kind of have my hand on that panic button. But at the end of the day, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year and quite literally a play away. I'm not 
going to press that button. I'm just not going to do it. I, I would not be shocked if this team finds a way to the Super Bowl with how weak the NFC is. Here's my here's my one concern: is you talk about panic button consideration, right? Um, if they're in the consideration conversation in week 17 and 18, not good. Anywhere That's else in the terrible. season, don't really care. Don't really care. But this is when you need to be hitting your stride. Um, the best example of this is I can talk about, oh, I was cool not on the panic button for the Bills like six weeks ago, right? Um, and then they got hot, and now they're one of the hottest teams in the AFC. Um they're in a way better position than the Eagles are. Like, you don't want to be stumbling into the playoffs like the Dolphins were last year. Stumbling into the playoffs um, because of your preseason, your early season success. And then now you're not the same team you were in week four. Uh, which seems, that's the perfect example of how I describe this Eagles team. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to press the panic button. I am, I'm at the, I'm at the party. And my keys are in my shoes. They're in my coat pocket and it's hanging up. And I'm starting to stand up and shake people's hands and and make my way towards the door to grab the keys to the panic box, which is sitting in my car. But I'm not there yet. I'm still making small talk on the way out being polite. Like it's the Eagles. The Eagles are so good if they show up. And it's one of those things where. I like you said, that's great, great point with Jonathan Gannon. I didn't even put that together. Like the Eagles, four of the last five is more of a concern to me, but it's also like how sustainable was like what 14 and three last year? They did the same thing, by the way, last year. They did. It didn't look as yeah. ugly, but they were like 15 and or 14 and one and lost their yeah. last two. Yeah. Um, which is a little different because they've lost some key games and now they're not going to be the number one seed. But I think Jalen Hurts is that guy. I think he's a playoff riser. Um, I, I'm any team that can run the ball like they do on their best day. I'm pretty confident can win a play, beat anybody in the playoffs. Um, and I'm just got to be honest, not very concerned. And uh, anytime the public goes one way on a team, I tend to go the opposite. Like it, it just yeah. seems to be like you know. Uh, so everybody's high on the Cowboys. I'm not right. Right. I went and saw the Cowboys play in person. I saw the Bills gash them for like 450 yards rushing, or it was 300. Yeah. But you know, uh, I have my concerns with the Cowboys. I have my concerns. Eagles, they've proven they can play play good in the big games. Not concerned. Not not concerned in the slightest. So glad we're on the same page there. Um, Definitely. Let's, let, let's pivot. I'll just give you the floor. Let's talk about the Rams. Um, sneak by on a, on a missed Mason Crosby field goal. Ironic. Um, kind of the surprise of the year for me a little bit. Uh, this is like, I did not see them making the playoffs this year, but go ahead. Yeah, that's, I mean, a very fair takeaway. This was not a team built in my eyes for the playoffs. Um, I think Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, I mean, they manufactured, was pretty good offense with two guys who I believe were fifth round picks. Um, not maybe in the same year, but even with like Cooper Cup being hurt for a lot of the year, and they they still were able to sustain this success throughout. Kind of bizarre. 
I think it, it's more uh, – I don't want to take a lot of credit for, away from the Rams, but I think in most years they're probably not a winning team. It's just the way the NFC is shaken out to be. The Cardinals, they've definitely had their number. Like, that was two free wins for the Rams this season. So, um, I mean, say all you want. The Rams are 9-7. and seven. Uh, They do play the 49ers this week, but I don't know how much of the 49ers they're going to see. So, they could yeah. finish a double-digit win team. Like, you know, that's – yeah. yeah, I mean, that's legit, in my opinion. Um, it's – it's legitimate. I, I just I think a lot to like Mike Tomlin Steelers. Like there's the we look at Mason Rudolph, but I remember the real Mason Rudolph year of like him and Duck Hodges like going at it. And I believe that team finished maybe like ten and six. They yes, it's it's like it's respectable, uh impressive Rams part is definitely above the expectation I had of this year. I just don't see them making a lot of noise. I personally don't see a lot of teams they beat in the playoffs. Um, I, I just – like the Giants really should have won that game. I think a couple of years ago, Mason Crosby makes that kick. Um, yeah, I I just I, – I see where you're coming from. Like it's a welcome surprise, Stafford looking all right. But um, I, I would not be shocked if this team is – pretty bad next year just given the contracts on the roster and they're not going to have a high draft pick because of the surprise season so playoff teams or teams currently in very much in the hunt teams that the rams had matchups with this year um lost by seven to the 49ers in week two beat the colts by six in week four lost in week five by two scores to the eagles uh, lost to the Steelers, got blown out by the Cowboys, blown out by the Packers. Mm. Um, they beat the Browns 36 to 19, which, but that yeah. was where the Browns were there. Lost overtime in the Raven against the Ravens. Uh, and then the last two weeks, they've beaten the Saints and the Giants by one score or one point um, to put themselves at nine and seven um, from 500. And now they have the Niners left. So there, I think it's a valid point. Who have they really? played um they've played a lot of good teams obviously they're in the Niners division and whatnot but if they don't have you look at the Packers and I, I hate to be biased like this and bring them up but you look at the Packers and it's like the Packers have commanding wins over like the Chiefs like big marquee like oh they beat the Chiefs they they're beating up on the Vikings on prime time like uh, they seem to be hitting their stride. And it's not that the Rams aren't. I just, there's something missing. And I can't pinpoint what it is that separates this roster from the, how I felt about them two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's a they, dominance thing. They used to have Aaron Donald, who was like their dominant player. And you have like Cooper Cup going off and having the best season for a receiver all time. This whole season's been surprised. It's like, oh, they're doing well. These guys are playing better than expected. But you don't fear the Rams. There's nobody like Aaron Donald's on the back end. Cooper Cup's clearly having down yield's been banged up. Stafford's on the back. Like, we know they're on their way out. And I think maybe some of the other teams in the league probably see that too. Just my take. What concerns me about the Rams moving forward, and maybe this is more of an offseason conversation, is but they gave up so much for that Super Bowl. Uh, and worth it, but like this is why a playoff berth two years out is surprising to me. 
Like, right. because I remember because saying did, on yeah. that day, I was like, they have no future. They're not going to be able to reload. Like, they are screwed. Um, yeah. So, shout out Sean McVay, I guess. Like, good coaching job. Like, but I agree. Nobody really fears them. Um, yeah. That's that's well said. Uh, all right. Now, let, let's pivot to what I think is the more intriguing conference for playoff outlook. Uh the AFC, a key matchup this week, Texans-Titans. Texans, 26-3. I mean, just, I know Levis got hurt, all this stuff. Uh, Titans kind of overperformed as well this year, but the roster is not a playoff they? roster. They were in the conversation for the playoff. I mean, they're close to 500. That's With the roster that they rolled out, I think close to 500 is overperforming. Like, sure. yeah, uh, right. yeah, that's, that's a fair take. Like, yeah. I, that roster is abysmal they tried to replace uh aj brown which by the way still one of the worst trades ever uh, they tried to replace yeah. him with trey Burks, didn't hit tried to replace him with um julio jones didn't hit uh hopkins no hopkins yeah. has now hopkins has been their best hit but it ain't aj brown yeah. at this point now to be fair i think that their quarterback situation is not great either and they're trying to find their identity in a world where derrick henry is not what he was in 2020 (laughs) you know what i'm saying um and they need to figure that out as sooner rather than later otherwise this rebuild i mean i don't know off the off the topic the main the main um star of the show right now of this matchup was the texans um, the surpriser of the year. Let me leave with this question. Is D'Amico Ryan's your coach of the year? And if so, why? If not, why? I will say he is because I think Mike McDaniel fell off, especially with the the Ravens game this late. What happened to them is kind of that, – that, I think, to me, puts a tombstone on your coach of the year case. It's just too late in the season for something like that to happen, no matter if they put 70 up earlier in the year. I think if just getting the Texans team in the playoffs, where I think a lot of people were expecting a one or two draft selection for them this year, um, that should be coach of the year material in itself. I can understand making the case for a couple of other guys that were impressive and might win coach of the year in other seasons, but – I think that is probably the shock of the year is Texans being relevant. I, I was right. In the, they, to me, were what the Panthers are right now. That's going into the season. Very well said. I'll say this. If the Texans, and they're not in yet, uh, they got to win this week against the Jaguars. <laughs> There's some scenario, and we'll get into it. We'll yeah, they might need some help. Um, they need a little help. They're not in yet. They're currently number eight, but the Colts are number seven. So, um, the Texans, if the Texans get in, I think it's D'Amico Ryan's. If they're not in, I would probably go to Harbaugh. Um, Mm. McDaniel, I agree. Nah. He Uh, lost his case. Yeah. Harbaugh gets it over him now. Which sucks for me. But uh, the other guy's Dan Campbell. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard not to give it to. I wouldn't be. Like, he's the guy. the Texans could get in, and Dan Campbell could win, and I would just be chill. He'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd be chill with it. Um, but 
look, the Texans, man, we're talking about a turnaround from a two-win season, one-win season. It was bad. Right? And I remember sitting here at this time last year, they do that weird thing with Lovey Smith, and they, you know, move from the first overall to the second overall. And that turns out to be the greatest thing that Lovey Smith ever accomplished in his coaching career, it seems like. (laughs) They never got to see the rewards of it. Because C.J. Stroud, man, like, it's the best rookie quarterback I've ever seen. And that includes Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. I don't think it's close. I really don't. Like, it's – Yeah. I – have to do some stat checking there but i definitely would have to agree with the eye test i mean especially from what he's got to work with uh to kind of second that i mean at least like and i know like the the colts andrew luck team was horrible on paper and, and in a similar situation but the colts still had like layover from like dominance of peyton manning and they were used to winning the Texans have been bottom feeders it's for bad. years they had like yeah. one year with Deshaun Watson so you're talking about reversing like decade or however long the Texans have been relevant of like, they have good, they've had good seasons, but you get my point. Like it's, Absolutely. it's significant. Hopefully the Texans don't screw it up. Like they did to Sean um, and, yeah. and everybody else that ever went through there and Hopkins and whatnot. But um, yeah. one final, one final thing I want to touch on before we dump, jump into wildcard scenarios, uh, your take on the ending of the Lions and the Cowboys game. Um, the Lions should be twelve and four if the refs did their job. From what I'm hearing, uh, my sources, which are just verified sure. Twitter accounts, <laughs> <me. laughs> <you>. um, <laughs> are. I mean, you saw Taylor Decker and Dan Skipper on the replay go in and check in, I guess. Something about Skipper was eligible or Decker was not. Some mix up there. I don't know. But I guess according to Dan Campbell, he even talked about with I mean Dan Campbell's a guy who was known to go for two. So pregame talked with the head referee about this potentially coming up. So that's why you saw him so irate at post play, seeing let's saying I told you in the sense that you probably told him during the play, as we saw in the replay of Decker hopping over there and whatnot. Maybe there's some confusion, but Free game, it's something that Brad Allen, I believe, is that referee. I could be wrong on that. Um, whoever it was, their crew got demoted for the rest of the playoffs. Like it was a NFL acknowledged the mistake, which well, they I did mean, they, just, they, they did and they didn't. Did you see oh. what they they released a statement later last this week that said basically like the Lions, the wrong player declared it was declared ineligible or so like they backed up the ref and they basically said that the the it was a press statement that basically said Dan Campbell, Skipper and Decker and Goff were all lying. Like it, it, indirectly, they didn't say they lied. It said like this is what happened and it was a direct contradiction of what every other player said happened. Um and I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tend to uh side with the with the players on this one um i i think the nfl has got a serious problem i'm gonna i'm gonna be brutally honest this is i hope that there's something that comes from this you're not talking about i've never every time a ref decides a game there's been few that i determined um they literally decided the game uh, even the Super Bowl last year, when I was saying that, like the 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 Chiefs still got to go make the kick, 
right? Like they right, said, yeah. uh, is it a did they indirectly decide the game on that call? Uh, pretty much, yeah. It was a chip shot field goal that wins the role when it would have been something different. Um, but this is the final play of the game. Wrong, completely, and not on a yeah. not on pass interference, which is a judgment call. Not on a hold. On a technicality of reading the wrong number and announcing the wrong guy ineligible, directly responsible for this. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's bad, man. And and the hype around it has kind of died down a little bit. And I'm hoping that it rallies this Lions team to like just kind of make a run because I, I got to be great. If it ain't yeah. the Packers in the Super Bowl, I would love to see the Lions in the Super Bowl or the Browns. Like those are the three teams right now where I'm like, let's go. Like kind of everybody's kind of saying the same thing. But yeah, I think that this should really, really force the NFL to look inside. Um, when you've got Jared Goff on the podium saying, I don't want to talk about this, I'm going to get fined. I see a massive problem. I, yeah. Like we're talking about like, this is like, it's almost like Roger Goodell and the NFL are like the Soviet union of like what can be said and what can't like, are we not in a free country? Do we not have freedom of speech? Like, are we fine? I want to see an NFL player say something, get fined and turn around and sue the NFL and say, like, I, I have a freedom of speech. I can say what I want. And maybe they say it, like, on Twitter. Or maybe, they like, somewhere that's not NFL, like, not a press conference or something. Or yeah. Where they're that, outside. That, right. I'm sure that they signed something that says the NFL gives. But, man, we're talking about just coming off of a new collective bargaining agreement between the Players Union and the NFL. And we're seeing fines out the wazoo um, for, I mean, dude, uh, do you follow the necessary roughness have been bad? Oh, that, like uh, I've seen like they're finding running backs for low money. 40 grand for lowering their shoulder. Yeah. Who is, already don't make enough. But yes. Way. Yes. It, <laughs> and it, it, it's just, I'm glad that people are waking up to this because it really feels like we're waking up to like this corrupt regime towards players. And it's like, what? It's the NFL. Why does it feel like this? Like, what? why this shouldn't be like this? But Goodell is just so like uh, the, the the fines and, and everything. Like, dude, I I hate. I don't like what Patrick Mahomes has to say about the refs after the Packers game. By the way, same crew. Um, <laughs> but he shouldn't be fined fifty grand for his comments about the refs. Who, by the way, this is the only major sports league that doesn't hire full-time referees. They're part-time 1099 employees. Yeah, like, that's insane. What are we talking about? This is the league that makes the most money. You're telling me the NHL can pay for full-time referees, but the NFL can't? The MLB can play, pay for full-time umpires, but the NFL can't? The NBA can, but the NFL can't? I'm not even – like, it, it's ludicrous to me. It's It's insane. Um, with the referee problems that the NFL's had in the past, with the freaking fail Mary and all this mm. other stuff, like it's talk about another time. One of the other few times that a ref literally decided a game on a bad call. Literally, um, yeah, made the wrong call. Yeah. So mm. all that to say, like, man, I hope something good comes of this. But it it it's keep the heat on, keep the heat on the NFL and social media because uh, it this should never happen. Yeah. Never. Plain and simple. Um, yeah. All right, let let let's talk wild card scenarios. Um, I'll give you the floor. Do you have a favorite? Uh, you know, what if scenario? It's got to be the Packers going in and Dallas again. 
<laughs> I mean, if we could shatter Cowboys fans' dreams and just get the whole charade over with in the wild card, that would be great because I feel like, for some reason, I feel like it's going to go this way. We either beat them or Detroit gets them and gets their suit, like just fitting revenge. And they, they go on in the Super Bowl. So I don't, think, go, I don't think Detroit can get them in the wild card. Oh, no, I'm saying conference championship. Oh, I'm saying I, I think Packers don't get them. I think the Lions find a way to meet up, which, again, if that means going through San Fran, wherever it might be, they might end up just – oh, the Cowboys, if they get the two, yeah, the Lions being the three, they might end up meeting the divisional. Either way, that is my poetic uh, wild card dream scenario. My other one would be Minshew Mania, like, actually hitting and being like a insanity run and he goes to the Super Bowl. But that is like that's more of just a complete dream. I don't know. <laughs> it's a really it's happened. a pipe it's a pipe dream. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, I mean the way the the Chiefs don't scare me per se. Uh the Ravens, well, they 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 scare me. But you know, they, they, the Minshew might find a way. And uh I'm curious curious, what is your like marquee scenario here don't say 49ers packers because that's my nightmare <laughs> no that is my that biggest, can't happen that's my biggest nightmare we cannot start off the jordan love playoff era with a 49ers loss can't um, do it cannot do it we might as well just fast forward another 20 years at that point because nothing good will ever come um I, I packers wise i think cowboys would be ideal but i just i just like i'm very not gonna believe the Packers are in the playoffs until they're in the playoffs because we yeah. were here last year man home game week 18 division opponent who's red hot right around 500 um it's the exact same man it's just the Bears and the Lions are different right the Lions literally finished eight and nine last year and the the Bears are seven and nine so um it ain't over till it's over right like we, we gotta get in um Unlike last year, I think there's actually a better chance for us getting in if we lose than there was. Last year, I feel like it was lose and, like, it was this We were out. Yeah, you had to have, like, three or four good teams lose. This year, um, Packers can get in with – let me read this out. They would need the Vikings and the Seahawks – Vikings, Seahawks, and either Bucks or Saints to lose which is entirely possible. Like yeah. you would need three teams yeah. to lose and you get in. Um, by far, though, their least complicated way is to take out the Bears on Sunday at home week 18. But I know Bears are going to be up for that. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be frustrating. I'm, I'm very nervous for this game, honest, honest to God, because uh, that offense is clicking and we have the worst defensive coordinator of the millennia. So, um, yep. you know. That's what he would be the type to not know how to put up a QB spy. Like, that's this is what we're working with. So, I'm (laughs) terrified if I'm being honest with you. Um, I I would say the other, the other wild card scenario that's interesting to me on on the AFC side of things, which is way more wide open. Um, but I, I, it's not even a wild card scenario. It's the exact scenario that I said. I mean, go find the freaking receipts seven weeks ago. Oh, the Bills can win here, 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 and the Dolphins lose here, here. In week 18, they have a matchup for the division title. 
And here we are. And here we are. I mean, <laughs> this is as good as the freaking Jalen Hurts take, man. And I, I mean, small victory lap here. I'm trying to see if I bought uh, stock in Bills scenario. Bills, yeah, in this very specific scenario, I don't think I did. Ooh. But I did buy stock in the Bills uh, going to the Super Bowl. So, um, nice. all that to say, like I, I, that's the game on the AFC side I'm most excited for. The Bills have a chance to be the two seed, the two seed, and get hopefully get the Chiefs at home. Unreal. Right? Unreal right? right? Unbelievable scenario where we're talking about the Dolphins being in the wild card. Um, and if that's true, we really need to start having a conversation about how these Dolphins teams tail off. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a one one bad game performance. No, but it would have to be talked about. It would need to be talked about. Uh, and the Dolphins would be probably the most dangerous wildcard team in the league, besides the Browns, actually. But <laughs> I will say this. The Bills are not fully in. They're an 86% chance of being in. There are scenarios where they don't get in. I believe those scenarios consist of Texans win and Colts win, Bills loss. That puts, I think that there's a tiebreaker there. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. The Steelers are also sitting at nine and seven. So the playoff picture for the AFC is wild because you've got three teams sitting at nine and seven. Another nine and seven team as the Jaguars, who's a division leader right now that plays well, a divisional well, plays a divisional opponent. Uh, and then you've got eleven and five Browns who are in as number five, and you've got ten and six Bills who can win the division and be number two. Or lose and be out, depending on some other things. It's Or lose and be in, depending on some other things. Very, very weird. Very, I mean, just phenomenally weird. Dolphins are in for sure, uh, even if they lose, which I also did say was entirely possible. But I, the Dolphins do have something to play for, and that's the division title and the two, mm-hmm. the difference between two seed and uh, six seed, probably. Big, big deal. Uh, big deal. Let's let's read this out. Um, if the Steelers beat the Ravens in Baltimore on Saturday, the Jaguars top the Titans on Sunday to clinch the AFC South. And Saturday night's Texans cold game does not end in a tie. The stakes get very real for Josh Allen. Um, the Bills would have to win and get in, or they lose and they're out. Wow. So yeah, AFC this year, but that's. I mean, let's not like let. The Steelers beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Uh. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But anything can happen on these AFC North games. Uh, Browns are locked in. Saturday night's Texans Colts tilt only has division implications, but offers both contenders the most direct track into the tournament, winning in. So whoever wins that game is in regardless of what else happens. Um, teams that were eliminated recently, no Broncos are getting in, no Bengals. Uh, we knew about the Raiders, well, Raiders, I guess, I don't know. Uh, no Raiders, no Jets, no Titans, no Patriots. Uh, and the NFC team's first team out right now is the Bears. I don't know how we're here. The Bears are 7-9. and nine. Chop it up, man. We'll have a great um, postseason, like, conversation about the Bears and what they need to do. Yeah. Um, no Giants. Then every other team is four and two wins, so we don't need to talk about them. Um, very excited. This is the this is 
it, it's impossible for us to sit here and talk about every other and you know mathematical scenario. Um, if I had, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, if you had to make a prediction on the seven in the NFC, um, knowing that really the only spot up for grabs right now is the NFC South winner and the seven seed, who would you say is in? So the Buccaneers, I think, should get the South. Let me and because we're assuming Rams, and you got two people out of for the I... Bucks for the Bucks to win the South. They they win and they win the South. A loss. Uh, okay, so they have to win to get in. If they lose, they're out. Yeah, I think they should though. Um, but if they tie, gosh, a dude, a Week eighteen tie. Oh, that's that'd that be something be, else. Would that be phenomenal? But the Bucks play the Panthers, so what are we talking about? This is a waste of time. Yeah. Bucks are Bucks are in. Yeah, <laughs> so we got the four seed there. Um, assuming the Rams get six, it Rams are one hundred percent. They're in. Yeah, okay. They're okay. Excited. So they'll, yeah, they'll get six or seven. Packers should get it. I, I mean, I know it sounds super biased, but like mathematically, uh, the Packers sixty-five percent chance in. The Seahawks are the next Saints are the no, the Seahawks are the next highest bid for that seven seed. Uh, and that's twenty five percent. Right. So really similar scenario to last year. If we lose, it helps out the Seahawks, and maybe they get in and get blown out by the 49ers again. But yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Is my prediction is Packers just get business done, um, and this hopefully turns over a new leaf on the whole Rodgers thing, the way things that bad taste our mouth last year. Going on, man. Better things. How about the AFC? Uh, your thoughts on how that plays out. My, By the way, my NFC predictions are probably identical. There's really not much wiggle room makes there. Sense. Oh, makes sense. Um, AFC, I know it's a little bit more dicey. Ravens and Browns, I know, are for sure going to be in. Chiefs. It would be entertaining. I think the Bills missed somehow. Um, I'm not really sure on this South winner either. I, I could see this oddly going to anybody. Um, Except just Tennessee. To, <laughs> yeah, it, well, but yeah, besides Titans. But because uh, the Jags, they used to be, I mean, I thought they, they were contenders at one point, just the way injuries have shaken up. Oh, man. I'm trying to, so we got what Browns, Ravens, Chiefs, Jags. So the teams that are 100% clinched, Ravens winning the NFC North, Dolphins are in, even if they don't mm-hmm. win. They're mm-hmm. clinching a wild card. Mm-hmm. Browns are in as a wild card, and the Chiefs are clinched division winner. Yeah. The other stuff that's wide open Jaguars are nine and seven. If they win, they win the division at 10 and seven. If they lose, I believe the winner of the Texans and Colts wins the division. And then the mm. Jaguars have a very good chance of sliding into a wild card spot, but there are scenarios where they don't. Gotcha. So maybe that's my scenario of the day is D'Amico Ryans gets his coach of the year. They win the division. The Jags lose, but still stay in the playoffs. And we're just – I don't think the Bills miss entirely. I think they had kind of a large scenario. Um, I could actually really see them beating the Dolphins just the way the Dolphins have been lately. 
And all of a sudden, Dolphins are now in this wild card spot. But uh, yeah, man, I'll go with the Texans. It's kind of uh, Texans, Bills, and then uh, Jags will be kind of those three kind of random teams we'll throw in. I'll say what you have to say, though. Yeah, I'll I'll go a different way. I think the Jaguars get the job done in Tennessee, win the division, mainly because Tennessee, I don't know what they've got left in the tank. Uh, Levis is done. Um, and, and it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, they could beat a division rival, but it's like, well, they don't even knock them out of the playoffs probably if they do. So what do you have to play for? Um, get your pick. Yeah, go get your pick. I think the Bills take the AFC East, slide the Dolphins um, down to a wild card, Fish. which put them mm-hmm. at the six, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seven would be the Texans. I think the Texans beat the Colts this week uh, and – there you go. However, it is in Indianapolis, so I could see vice versa as well here. That, that, that could go either way. Um, but that's that's how I see that shaking out. We basically just flipped our seating for the Jags and Texans, which basically to the basically. viewers, that's a more likely scenario. Yeah, I took the more likely scenario, but it just kind of rests on like mm-hmm. – I don't see a route to victory for Tennessee, so it makes things simple. If Tennessee was full strength, like the Bears are right now, I'd be much more willing to like say, oh, they could lose this game. But I just don't know if I see that. It's very... I don't know. It, um, it feels like the Buccaneers, where it's like weak division, but they should come out on top just barring who they play. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk... We can do a short segment because I don't have anything to buy. Uh, buy, sell, hold. Any transactions this week for you? I don't think I have anything to buy either. Um, just do the – I don't think I have any space. You are – If I do have space, I want to lock in today the Jordan Love, like, Hall of Fame career. I mean, that else is extremely long-term, but – So you should have – you have space for one more – uh, but I do want to remind you that your second to most recent purchase was Jordan Love will win an MVP in 2024 or 2025. Jeez, I'm completely doubling down. All right. No, no, I need to scale back. I could – thing though, because I saw a Musgrave stat of him and Kraft being like the first rookie duo since Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, and then it's like nobody else since 1970 in terms of like yardage. Maybe I could do that, man. You do a have Luke Mus- You do have Luke Musgrave stock, alone so I, stock from September, but, I, but I no, no in, Tyler Craft. So it, that Musgrave stock, I feel, like I feel like I know he's been hurt, but I, Musgrave stock's probably gone up since he came in as a rookie. Definitely another bad year, but Craft is also has a very good year as well. Um, I'm going to say this for 2024, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft both will go over 600 yards. And for the tight end position, I feel like for a guy starting all 17 games, sometimes that's tough. So for both of them to do it is my best way, I think, of measuring that this is going to be a really good duo. I just think of the way Matt LaFleur game plans and likes to commit to running the ball. I mean, that's. I feel like the only reason they get Dylan is still on the team because we like to utilize a lot of tight ends and just pound it right up the middle. So, 
We'll go with that. Confidence level. This one will go to Jordan Love. I'm so confident in right now, but uh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta stop buying stock and Jordan Love. I need to <laughs> lean it back a bit, and I think next week maybe make some sales so I can add other stocks that are not Green Bay related. Um, all right, I got nothing to buy this week. I do have two open slots, but I might wait until the playoff bracket is set and then i will start to get a little sharp with it but um other than that i'm i'm good this week um we will be revamping this a little bit this segment a little bit um i want to add a little more negotiation to it where we we can basically say to each other hey i bought this stock like this is i think this is a win uh, and then, you know, we kind of arbitrate it throughout the off season, stuff like that. So, um, more selling as we, we, we were in a buy segment. We're about to get more into a trade and kind of stay in trade negotiation of this, of this. So exciting time for buy, sell, hold. If, if, if it's been boring, we're sorry, but it's about to get very, very interesting and conversations will be much more, um, debate based rather than purchase based. Um, so with all that in mind, we're moving into week 18 predictions recap of week 17. I was 11 and five. And at one point was 11 and uh, two or tw- mm. 10 and two. Uh, but I missed on the Seahawks chargers and Vikings on the stretch. You were nine and seven. Mm. Still dropped a game. Though. So dropped two games. Two games yeah. uh, that puts me at a 10 game lead on the year, 149 and a hundred. You are 139 and 110. Um, the record last year for most correct picks ever in a season, we've only done it once, but you had 170, I had 169. Uh, you ran 170, and this is what makes it interesting to see if I'm on pace or if you're on pace. 59.86% win percentage. I currently have a 59.84% win percentage. So chasing down that record is about to get very, very, very interesting. Um, yeah and and you coming back as well because i think i came back from a similar margin at the start of the playoffs or at this point last year um and turned it on and started gaining games every week um and then cut it down eventually we were tied somehow we were tied going into the super bowl don't that that was a statistical anomaly never gonna get that never i will never see that happen again but I'll flip it to you. First game on Saturday, Steelers at Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I feel like they may not have anything to play for, but I see a vision where the Steelers lose anyway. Um, I just, so they got Mason Rudolph. I know he's been doing well. They got nothing to but, play for, uh, but it's the Steelers, so they got something to play for. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Huntley is one of the best backups in the league. That's why I'm is, just kind is of Lamar not playing. Is that confirmed? I don't think it's confirmed. Um, but it's definitely something to note. I think it was a talking point on some shelves this week as if they should do it, because I don't know if it really affects the Ravens seeding, but I mean giving Lamar two weeks off is not boded well for them in the past. So yeah, I always lean towards player starters, keep them in their routine. I think it's just proven otherwise that it doesn't work. The Colts is the one I remember. That's not most. been good. Yeah. Uh, what were they, like 15-1, and one, and then they rested Peyton Manning, and 
um, mm. lost in the first round. So, or divisional. But yeah. uh, I'm taking the Ravens. Divisional matchup. I'm going to take them at home against the Steelers. One of the great robberies we got. Um, Texans, Colts. I've already gone on the limb and said I think the Texans win this. But where are you at? Texans. Yeah. Yeah, I still see the vision. Uh, and then Jaguars, Titans. Based on our previous conversation, I had Jaguars. You had Titans. Here's your chance to confirm, confirm or deny. Uh, if you're actually willing <laughs> to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> to make up ground, man, let's go for it. All right. Go for All Titans right. Is the upset of the week. Uh, Vikings at Lions. Lions. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Lions. I think that they're. Yeah, they're going to 12-win season. They got something to play for. That's what it is. So already be at 12 wins. Falcons at Saints. A game that does not matter. <laughs> Anybody, yeah. Go Falcons because, man, this is how Arthur Smith keeps his job. Um, I'm going to go Saints because it – there is a weird scenario where it does matter if the Panthers pull off a miracle and the Falcons are out, I think, for sure. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, Jets at Patriots. This game really does not matter. Yeah, holy cow. Patriots. <laughs> We're on the same page. That's hilarious. <laughs> that yeah, is that's... hilarious. Division games in week 18, we kind of figure these teams out, especially if there's there's going to be some games where nobody's anything to play for. So it's like. No, I just feel like it's Belichick. This is just has Belichick. Classic. All over it. Bucks at Panthers. The Bucks. Bucks for sure. Browns at Bengals. Um, I'm going to take the Browns. Bengals are out. Oh, oh they've got. Oh, Bengals oh. have incentive to lose to me here because uh, they can't take the Browns out of the playoffs and at this point they're playing for a pick. Yeah, maybe they just do anyway. I'll go Bengals. I got 10 wins to make up. I got to start shooting some long, long shots here. Alright. Bears at Packers. Taking the Bears. Taking the Packers. We do not break. We do not break. Alright. Thanks. Um, yeah, we 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 take this we take the lump of typing that out uh, for the greater good. Um, Cowboys at Commanders. Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys God. here. It's the smart play. I mean, I, I there's a there's a scenario where I actually think they lose, but uh, wouldn't surprise uh, me if they did. Broncos at Raiders. Both teams mathematically eliminated. Divisional game. Um, this is so weird to me. Honestly, like I wrote down Broncos, but this is the team that just benched Russ in the middle of their like playoff push. So yeah. and they won anyways with Stidham. So I don't know. I'm gonna say Broncos for the Jarrett Stidham revenge game, but Ooh, good call. I, I'll, I'll yeah. I guess I'll I'll stay with Broncos. I wrote it down. I don't have much incentive to pick the Raiders ever. Yeah. Uh, Eagles at Giants. I think this is an Eagles route. Yeah, I'm not seeing a Giants pass here. Uh, Seahawks at Cardinals. Um, I'm going to roll Seahawks. This matters for them. They have to win to get in, to have a chance to get in. Yeah. I'm happy to agree, man. hate that I keep seconding everything. But oh, that's fine. Rams at 49ers. I, I, 
Rams. You're going Rams? Because I, McCaffrey's resting, and I believe 49ers have nothing to play for. The Rams, they that affects their seeding if they lose. Yes. Oh, but they're starting Carson Wentz. Oh, but that actually might help. Now I'm thinking about it. Because Wentz definitely has something to play for as well. 49ers this are confirmed so Sandy. They're starting Sam Darnold. I they're starting Sam Darnold? Okay, I'll take yeah. the Rams. Yeah. I'll take the Rams. I'll Wentz versus Darnold, baby. Joke. Chiefs at Chargers. This doesn't Chiefs. Matter. Yeah. Week 18 is dumb. This is, uh, this is dumb. This is such a dumb <laughs> Yeah, these are the most, like. This is going to be our worst. Right. Um, all right, Bills at Dolphins, a game that actually matters. I'm thinking the mm. Bills. I'll take Dolphins. Uh, gosh, I forgot how dumb that is. <laughs> I mm-hmm. forgot how dumb Week 18 picks are. <laughs> yeah, yes. turn um, into the new Week 17. It's Week One. It's Week One. Like that's what it felt like. And I felt like I had a better grasp on Week One. Um, all right, <laughs> that lays us out. Um, and then recap of our division winners predictions. Um, stuff that is settled. We both <laughs> hit. On the Chiefs, let me highlight that. Both hit on the Chiefs. I had the Bills. You had the Jets. So I have a chance to hit there. Both had the Jaguars. Uh, The 49ers did clinch the division, correct? I believe they did. Mm -hmm. Um, We both had the Jaguars. We both could hit there. Uh, We both... Where you had the Steelers, I had the Bengals. So we both missed there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We both missed there. Um, and then I had the Saints, you had the Falcons, I had the Giants, you had the Eagles. So looking like we both missed there as well. So collectively, if the Jaguars go, you would be three correct and I would be two correct. Or I could get the Bills as well. Um, so not great. Not a great outlook um, for, for us there. Our playoff seeds from preseason just for funsies um mine reads bills jaguars Bengals, chiefs ravens jets chargers huh not so I, terrible i mean jets chargers didn't make it but i've got ravens chiefs bills jaguars four out of seven is not bad yours reads chiefs jets steelers jaguars Bengals, Bills, Ravens. So, Ravens, Bills, and then Vikings, NFC for me is Vikings, Seahawks. What? What was I thinking? Giants, <laughs> Saints, Cowboys, oh, Eagles, 49ers. So, I, I got all the freaking wild cards, right? They were all division winners. What was I doing? Yours is Eagles, Falcons as the two seed. Wow. 49ers, wow. Packers, Cowboys, Vikings, Giants. Wow. Um, and then your Super Bowl was Packers, Jets, mine was Giants, Bengals. I am now 0 for 4 officially. 0 for 4. On Packers got shot. Teams making the playoffs uh, on, on Super Bowl predictions. Uh, and the Jakes was actually Eagles, Ravens. But that's definitely the closest yeah. by far. I think I think there's an asterisk. I think that that was like a week three pick. We put him on the spot and said he had to get something down. Uh, end of the year, end of the year awards. Just for a fun little recap here, MVPs. I had Josh Allen. You had Mahomes. Jake had Lamar Jackson. 
Very good. Very good. Coach of the year, I had Doug Peterson. You had Arthur Smith. Oh, my. <laughs> Jake had John Harbaugh. Comeback right. player of the year. We both had DeMar Hamlin. You had Calvin Ridley. Or Jake had Calvin Ridley, sorry. Okay. Um, offensive player of the year, I had Nick Chubb. I had Aaron Jones. You had Aaron Jones. Big miss. Uh, Jake had Justin Jefferson. Uh, oh, I had Miles Garrett on defense. That's that's in the running here. You had Sauce Gardner. Probably going to happen. Jake had Michael Parsons. Uh, okay. Offensive rookie of the year. Nobody had Puka or CJ Stroud. Uh, I had Gibbs. You had Richardson. He had Addison. Defensive rookie of the year. I had Jalen Carter. You had Brian Branch. He had Will Anderson. So. Uh, mm. We'll see how that shakes out, but nah, Jake looks like he cleaned the house on the end of year awards. Yeah. Um, all that to say, um, I'm excited for the playoffs, man. It's it's that time of year. It's that time. It'll be year. good. Um, I'm excited. Super Bowl. It's it's super looking for the Nickelodeon game. It happens every one. <laughs> the MVP. The Can't MVP, wait. man. I hope that they have Mitch Trubisky in the building just because he is the true and one and only MVP. But um, it's yeah, as always, <laughs> as always, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, the whole shebang. Uh, we'll be back next week. Wildcard recap or wildcard preview week 18 recap. Things will get very, very fun in that episode. Uh, episode may be a little shorter, less games to predict, but you guys know the drill. We're excited. Uh, Super Bowl is coming soon. And, uh, you know, who doesn't love crowning a new champion? It's an exciting time to be a football fan. Playoffs. Yes, sir. Um, as always, thanks for listening, guys. We'll check you next week. Take care.